Welcome back to the Reptiles with Podcast. Today we are hanging out at Tampa, Florida in June. We're going to talk to a couple people about their reptiles. Like always, this podcast was sponsored by Repticon Reptile Shows, Premium Crickets, and Reptiles Express. Let's get started. Hey, it's uh, Colton Shear with Planet Python. Hell yeah. So what are you working with these days? Uh, well, right now I mainly work with uh, ball pythons. Okay. Uh, I've been slowly getting into blue tongue skinks as we've talked about yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have some uh, pine snakes too, but they kind of take forever to grow. So, yeah, just been working on that for a few years too. But uh, yeah, ma- mainly ball pythons. This is what I've been working on. Yeah. Hell yeah! So, um, as far as the ball pythons, I know that you were like doing a lot of like scaleless stuff. Um, I used to. I used okay. to. Um, I had. I was actually one of the first people in the scaleless project. Okay. Uh, I worked with uh, Winston Smith a okay. lot. Um, he's one of the I would say kind of one of the originators of the Scales project. He's one of the people that made it like really big. Okay. Um, but me and him worked together on it, and, and that got me into the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty early, and I did pretty well on Scales Head and Scales projects. Cool, cool, cool. Now, I mean, as far as like the stigma goes with them, like, are you? I mean, I guess you you used to work with them, as in like you're not really into it anymore, or? Well, it's one of well, so um, in December of this year yes. um i ended up there i had an accident in yeah. my facility and ended up losing most of my collection gotcha. so i ended up losing pretty much everything that was valuable i lost all my scales heads all my sunsets yeah. um all my pretty much all my clowns um I, I had a few clown things live but i pretty much lost everything but um everybody's been so great in the community and helping helping me rebuild yeah. and everything and uh it's it's been great yeah. um but i had uh but yeah, I didn't have. I don't have any scales head stuff left. Um, pretty much everything I had was scaleless head, um, and then like scales head hats. So gotcha. like I made a lot of scaleless. Um, I never really kept. We kept a scaleless male back uh, one year, and he bred fine, and he did. He did great. Um, and uh, we ended up selling him because he. We got a good amount of money for him. So, Got you. Um, it was kind of the same thing. It's like I never kept scales because the money was good for it, so I might as well just sell it. Got you. Got thing. you. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I I wouldn't say that I got in pretty early, but when I had the opportunity, I definitely started getting some stuff. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I got worried about it. I got worried about it. I got worried about the. Uh, the way that people saw it, I didn't know if, if I was going to be able to make back my investment, so I ended up pulling out of it pretty much, Yeah, which is something that I regret because I think it is like it is a cool animal, uh, but if I'm being honest with you, as far as the animals that I keep, the stuff that I keep is like pretty easy, and I mm-hmm. did get worried about like what people would say is that they needed a little bit of extra care, a little more humidity. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, Winston kept them pretty much just like any other ball python, and he, he did fine. I took I, I I took a little extra care on him just because I'm a little more paranoid. Yeah. Um. And he well, he's more paranoid than most people, but but in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he uh, or he kept him pretty normal, and they did just fine. I kept him relatively normal, just fine. Like he kept him on aspen, I kept him on cocoa. Um. But all of the ones we've sold, like, um, I sold one last year to a guy, a female. And I think he said it's already like eight, nine hundred grams and like it's doing great and they eat well. Um, you know, I, we've never had any I've never had any issues with them. The, the male um, scaleless that we kept, um, he ended up proving out like so he they are fertile. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because like, you know, they've been around for forever. And even now, like I still haven't heard anything on the females. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. So 
I, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Now, let, let's say, God forbid, you are working heavily with, uh, with scaleless animals and there's like some kind of mite outbreak. What happens? Are, can you treat those the same? I would assume you can. Yeah. Um, I don't see why you couldn't. Um, I mean, they would have no place to hide. True. Really. You know, they would be easy to tell. That I, I think they would be easy to get rid of. Yeah. Um, like, I found you, you bitch. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't even know if they would bother them. You Got know, you. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I honestly don't know because I know, I know if you get snake mites on rats, mm-hmm. They can live and breed on the rats, but they don't like I didn't consume their rats. Wow! Oh yeah, if you get so a lot of people get mites nowadays because you used to if people got mites they used to get them from imports and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's mainly from people who have them in their rat colony, and once wow. they get in your rat colony, you can't treat that. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Like you can't spray a rat with preventamite, you know. Um, but a lot of people have them in the rats and don't don't really know it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if if that 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 happens, I, I've seen it happen. I, I've I had I've seen it to where like if you have them, you pretty much have to kill off your whole rat colony. Wow, and that's start crazy. Over. You know, I mean, as far as the the reptile mites go, I mean, obviously you're not going to want to have mites in your collection. I think there is a stigma of how like difficult it is to eradicate My, them. Mites are the easiest thing to yeah. get rid of in my opinion i've yeah i haven't i use so the property i live at now is five acres i have my own snake building mm-hmm. um and we've been there five years and i i haven't seen any mites um since i've been there yeah luckily and i do i do a show show every month <clears throat> generally if you come home from a show it's because some and you have mites it's somebody was holding a snake that yeah, had mites yeah. and then held one of your snakes yeah. generally um but I haven't seen mites at my place in five years. But the uh, before when I lived in a house, um, I used I went through this probably year long period where I had mites terribly. Yeah, uh, and I, I spent thousands of dollars trying to get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's because I had carpet. Oh, so they would they, go into they the get carpet. in the yeah, carpet. Yeah, they yeah, would yeah. lay eggs. They can't survive in the carpet, but they would lay eggs and the then they would hatch. Would yep. So I would treat them, kill them. But then the babies would just come right back yeah. up. So once I got rid of the carpet, never Darn. had a, I've never had a mite since. Wow. Yeah, it was it was the weirdest thing. Um, I tried I tried everything, preventamite, the reptile spray stuff, yeah, um, yeah. the no pest strips. Yeah. So I actually uh, this week I don't know what got into me where I just started reading about the chemicals that are in the the mite sprays to like figure out I was like which one's like the best one, mm-hmm. and I like they it's crazy to see that like these sprays sometimes they don't even kill them they just like stop them it's from reproducing yeah keep them slow kind of thing yeah so from from my understanding the the reptile spray you can buy mm-hmm. that supposedly just has like an oil in it it yes. just kind of gets the yeah. snakes off of them um preventamite um you know you spray it's a spray you spray yeah. on the bedding it kills them but it doesn't kill the the next the next ones that hatch yeah but um uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Adam Chelsea, you okay. know him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me and him were talking about it one time. He believes that the uh, um, that the mites have actually evolved to where preventamite doesn't even hurt them anymore. Because um, I've I've seen it to where, wow. like when I, like because I've been in I've been in this 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, when when I had to use it 10 years ago, it worked great. Mm-hmm. But when I had to use it when I had the outbreak five years ago, it didn't really seem to work at all. Yeah, very. Um, but that could have been the carpet too. Yeah. But um, so it's it's hard to say. 
Um, the no, I used the no pest strips when it mm-hmm. when I had them. That worked great. Um, I know a lot of people um, are against that, but yeah, it, it works great. So yeah, I uh, think, and I don't know if I'm going to sound super ignorant right now or not, but I think a heavy first treatment is super important. So something yes. that that I would do is uh, soak the animal in water and soap. Mm-hmm. Dry the animal. Uh, there used to be a spray called Frontline. They don't. They don't make the spray anymore. Yeah. But there's one that has the same chemical. I don't remember what it's called. It's like something Pet Plus um, that has that same chemical plus an additive that will stop the the mites that live from reproducing. Yeah. So you treat the animal with that, and then you still prevent a mite the tub. So you're mm-hmm. just like killing it right then and there. You're starting fresh. Obviously, you got to clean your rats. Yeah, it, it, my, mites are like I said, mites are super easy to get rid of. It's just cleaning. That's yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. it is. It's exactly. Just, it's just being cleaning. on top of it. Yeah, there's, there's being way responsible. Worse, there's way worse things to worry about than mites. Yeah, <laughs> especially these days, everybody's talking about like crypt, crypto and like different like zoo diseases and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's scary. Um, that is. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it's scary. There, there's yeah. a lot of collections that have it and that don't know they yeah. have it. Are we allowed to talk about your accident? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely open about it. Yeah. So, one of my one of my fears, like for real, for real, big fears. Um, mm-hmm. I just I bought a house a couple years ago, and like sometimes it keeps me up at night is a fire, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously you work really hard for everything you have, and it's just like fuck, man. Like, what if something happens to the point where like straight the fuck up? And I know it's gonna sound like some bitch shit, but I don't use my oven. I don't use my oven because it's new, and every time we've tried to use it, <laughs> yeah. it smells like plastic. Oh, and yeah. I freak out. My yeah. my fire alarms are super sensitive. They start going off. I get I go into a straight panic attack. My wife hates it, so I really do freak out. Is there anything with what happened to you? Were you able to find what the source was? So I have a uh, I have a friend that he's done um, air conditioned units and stuff like that uh-huh. for he's an AC guy uh-huh. he's done it for 10 years uh-huh. I trust him with everything um, and so he installed my mini split unit um, I had a, I had like a window unit on uh-huh. there but it just wasn't controlling the temperatures right I had it on there a few years um, and it, it was okay it wasn't it wasn't perfect okay um, and I because I do ambient temperatures understood okay. yeah so um i don't have heat on on any of my racks i just do ambient temperatures okay so i got the mini split because i wanted the the automatic feature because with the window unit i would have to go in there and change it like pretty much daily to change the temperatures daily to whatever yeah. i needed it to be with the with the mini split unit i wanted it uh to do automatically switch from heat and cold yeah so um i've had that mini split unit for when it happened in December, I had it for a year and a half already. So last winters, I live in Eustis. Um, it gets about 10 degrees colder than everywhere else. Mm-hmm. The coldest it got was 29 degrees yeah. last year uh-huh. around Christmas. Um, it ran perfectly fine last year, switched from heat. Uh, well, it didn't need to go on cold. Yeah. But, um, it was ran heat just fine the year before. Um, this year, I turned it on. Uh, or it started running the heat around November. Uh-huh. So it ran on heat for about a month, perfectly fine. Um, and then on Christmas day, um, I was actually over here in Tampa with my family, uh, for Christmas and it got to 28 degrees. So only one degree colder, but something happened. I don't know what, and the unit did a factory reset. And when it did a, I've had it happen a couple times to where if the power goes off, it just comes right back on in the last setting. Uh-huh. 
somehow it did like a factory reset, turned on to cold, and turned on to like 75 degrees. Okay. Well, when it's 28 degrees outside and it's 70 degrees, it was, when I walked in my snake room, it was 48 degrees. Wow. Um, and I got back, Christmas was, I think, Sunday. Uh-huh. I came back Monday morning, and it was, it, it was, everything was just frozen, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had a hundred, no, I had, I had a hundred in... 60, 100, 160, 180 adult females. Mm-hmm. Only 13 of them lived. Fuck, man. Um, all I had my holdbacks in there. All my for sale stuff was in another building, so it, it lived. It, it's fine. Um, but you know, I lost, I lost all my breeders and and most of all my breeders and pretty much um, a decent amount of my holdbacks. It was weird. I lost. I think it was like 87 or 83 percent of my adults, but my babies I only lost like 20 percent of. So, which we use weird, you would yeah. think it would be the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing we can think of, which makes no sense at all, is all of my adults are on Aspen and all my babies are on cocoa. But the cocoa is wet, so you would think that it frees even more. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> Interesting. But. Interesting. Well, man, I li- So I, mm, we'll talk about something after this. Let's show, let's uh, show the animal that you brought. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is oh, a. Jesus Christ. Leopard pastel desert ghost female. Hell yeah, dude. Um, you know, desert ghosts are kind of the biggest thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, just because they're super bright. I think they're, uh, you know, it's pretty much gotten to the point to where if it's not a recessive, people don't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think desert ghosts will probably replace hypo in everything. Yeah. Just because it makes everything brighter and it works the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool, man. So uh, as far as, like, the future... What are you looking to do? Are you trying to build back your ball python collection as it was? Yeah, you, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, better in a sense. Um, you know, I'm trying to. I had a lot of just co-dominant stuff before, mm-hmm. and, and some recessive stuff. Um, like I had a lot of clowns and a lot of sunsets and stuff, a lot of pides. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to rebuild back that stuff, but do do stuff a little different. You know, every double recessives. I'm trying to work towards that and stuff yeah. now. Um, that's the way it is now, man. If you're not doing double, triple recessives, you, you're not keeping up. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Me and uh, Winston were talking the other day, and he we were talking about what he wants to breed to what and what he should breed to what. And he's like, yeah, I have this stuff. You know, I can make some triple hets because, you know, that's the future. I'm like, yes, it's the future, but, like, if we're thinking ahead, like, you probably need to start going for quads. Yeah. You know, just Fuck. because, you know, Justin's already made two or three or several – triples you know quads are probably going to be the next thing you know yeah, yeah. but it's so hard to hit in ball pythons yeah you yeah. know it's not like a corn snake where it has 30 eggs you know yeah. I, n- I never you know 13 years ago 10 years ago i never thought double recessives were going to be a big thing in ball pythons mm-hmm. you know ball pythons have you know everybody says eight eggs they have six eggs they <laughs> yeah <six laughs> they eggs. have six eggs yeah um you know um especially like most morphs you know mm-hmm. they, there's because they stay most morphs generally stay a little smaller but yeah yeah um you know it's the chances of hitting a quad is just so hard. Yeah. You know, I, I never thought doubles would, would be as big as they are, you know. Well, shit, man. But. Yeah, and then I have that, uh, I have an issue where I don't like to deal with posets. And then it's also like, but am I really going to invest like $10,000 into some shit that I don't have any females for? Or like since I'm so limited on space, like how many females can I get and stuff like that? It's, it's tough, man. It's yeah, tough. It's yeah I mean, you know, we have the genetic testing now. 
um, yeah. which makes it easier. But at the same time, have you used it? I used it when it came out. Um, so I had a I had a male sunset that was sixty six percent het clown. Okay. Um, I sent in its shed. Um, took three months to get a response from them, um, and they said the shed is too old. The test was inconclusive. You're going to need another shed. I'm oh, like, well, yeah, huh. it's too old. Did you yeah. had it for three months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so. I, I don't know. I know people have had decent success with it, but I also know people who have gotten negative results who ended up proving out and vice versa. Um, uh, and I know people who sent in like 100% heads that were proven and, and got they, negative tests back. So fuck, man. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Got you. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, it's probably just like anything. Over time, they'll get better at it, you yeah. know. Hell but yeah. We'll see. Yeah, well, tag yourself one more time. Yeah, I'm Colton with uh, Planet Python. Go give me a like and follow. Cool. Uh, this is SoFlow Reptiles. Uh, Instagram and I believe Facebook are SoFlow underscore reptiles. Cool. Um, you can find us there. Shoot me a message if you're looking for anything in particular. Hell yeah. All right. So what are you working with these days? I like to say everything but ball pythons. Nice. As always. Okay. Um, of course, there's more to invest in for myself and, and more room to grow. Okay. Uh, but... I'm still mostly into the the colubrids and I'd say New Caledonian geckos. Got gotcha. you. Main thing. So what what's the plan? I see that that you know you're you're very busy. I see you're doing a lot of stuff. You got a big table, big display, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Talk to me about like what the whole goal is for you. Um, at the end of the day, the main goal um is to be. I'm slowly converting the quantity into higher and higher quality animals okay but i always want to provide um i don't want to say lower end but more affordable options because i deal with a lot of families i mean i've provided a lot of crested geckos for example to first-time owners and i want to keep doing that i don't want to just jump into stuff that most people can't afford yeah so Um, actually it's funny you say that so my whole situation is i I believe in I, I want to offer two things. I want to offer investment quality animals and high quality pets. You exactly. know, you know, so that way I feel that somebody who is more likely to spend maybe double triple what like a quote unquote normal something would cost, maybe they might take care of that a little better because it's a little more quality, has right. a more premium price. So right. I guess similar yeah, to Yeah, I mean if you're not giving away if you're giving away geckos, you're gonna start running into problems with people who, you know, they didn't spend any money on it so they don't really care and Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I always like to try to feel out the customer and make sure that they know what they're doing. Yep. Um, I don't want to run into a situation where an animal gets put in the wrong hands. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm, I think I'm pretty good at that. You know, I, I educate a lot at the shows. Uh, we set you up. If you come to me, I set you up with whatever you need. Um, as long as I have it or as long as it's at the show, I yeah. will walk you over, um, to the other stores and make sure that you get everything at the show. Yeah. And you know yeah. what you're doing, you know? Because at the end of the day, there's like it's not only about providing quality animal, providing quality service, but quality customers are another important right. part of the. the That's process. what I want. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I I feel like I'm one of the, I feel like I'm one of the only, very few people in the industry. I actually do returns on a lot of stuff, okay. which most people don't accept returns. Uh-huh. Uh But for example, if it's a snake that, you know, um, maybe you know how the business is. If it's yeah. a it's a live animal, so. Let's just say it's a hognose snake that a year after I sell it decides to go off a of feed. I will take that snake back and give you a new hognose. Gotcha. I'm more than happy to do it. You know, I, I'm always about 
making the customer happy and making sure the animals are being taken care of, not just, you know, me keeping your money and and saying, you know, I'll see you later or whatever. I want to be, I want to keep in touch with the customer. Yeah, I have a very similar approach. I've told customers in the past, like, if you need to get rid of the animal, if you need to find a home for it, just contact me, I'll buy it back. You know, obviously, if the animal can't be sickly and stuff like that, like, if it's all fucked up, like, you know, I can't bring something like that into the collection. Yeah, you don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. So... What what's but what's the long term plan? I you, you want to shop? What, you want to just be a breeder? Like what what what's the ideal thing for you for you to be doing this full time? So right now I don't know if everyone knows I'm in school. I go to okay. UCF. Um, cool. I'm a full time student there. Yeah. So what are you so studying? I, I'm doing finance. Okay, cool. I hate math. I don't nice. know why I chose finance. Fuck it. I'm, in the next week, I'm literally switching my major probably to something around e-commerce or yeah. uh, marketing, something like that, that could actually help me a little bit more. I would say if I could offer you any advice, yeah. I would offer advice on uh, either do marketing. If you're going to do anything e-commerce, try to look for something that's more like com- like computer science like right. coding. Uh, as far as like the e-commerce stuff, it's a realm that I frequent, and you could learn so much by one, just being a creative person, and two, just go on YouTube. Like, I don't think somebody needs an e-commerce right. degree. You know? Yeah, I mean, you don't really need a degree in it. At the end of the day, too, that's part of my plan is I'm going to college as a backup. I'm, okay. th- I'm very lucky that I had good grades in high school. I got the Bright Future Scholarship. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So it's not like I'm paying. Um, yeah. I'm not paying the full amount for school just to go yeah. there to get a backup degree, but I'm taking advantage of the scholarship I got to... Yeah go there and have a backup for myself in case you know how FWC is any day if they want to mess with us they they can really mess with us Um, and I don't know if I'm in a position yet where if something happens I'm ready to move to Texas overnight you know what I'm saying like I would like to say I, I would probably just move to Texas overnight, but it's not that easy. Yeah, it seems you like know? everybody's always like, if I, if I got to get out of here, I got to go yeah, to Texas. Yeah, I say that all the time. I yeah. mean, I probably would figure something out, but um, I'm 20 years old with limited credit history, and yeah. I'm not going to get a house very easily. So um, You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Hey, good enough down payment, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, One or, good or animal year could help you with oh, a down yeah. payment. Yeah, I'm I got learning. my house because the Blue Tongues killed it one year. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. Save yeah. up for a down payment. That's what I'm trying to do yeah. now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I spend I blow all my money on other reptiles. Yeah. That's normally how it goes for a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm trying to learn now self control with, you know, I don't need to invest in 50 projects this year. Maybe just add a little bit to fill in some gaps. Yeah. There, um, yeah. There really is some truth in quality over quantity. Right. And that's what I'm working on now. You know, I'm getting rid of, I've been breeding crosses for eight years now. I mean, before I sold at the shows, um, I actually started my business by selling crusty geckos on Craigslist. Nice. Uh, I first started breeding them. This is before, I mean, when I started selling at the shows, I want to say in 20, late 2017, I was the only person who had a all crusty gecko table. Okay. Um, Now you go to the shows, you see many, you know, multiple tables um, where all they have is crested geckos or other New Caledonian geckos. Um, but I, I was, you know, one of the first ones to be known, I guess, at the Repticons for okay. Cresteds. Um, but I've kind of not, you know, I haven't, I haven't spent that much money on, on Crested projects. So I'm trying to now finally really put my investment towards higher quality stuff. You like should, yeah. my Xanthics, my Lilies, um, all my cappuccinos, 
Um, I actually have something new I've been cooking up for a year now. I'm not going to spoil it, but I have proved out something that we are cooking up, and uh, you'll know soon enough. Cool, cool. Well, something very cool. Tag yourself one more time. Where can people find you? Uh, SoFlow Reptiles, under, uh, SoFlow underscore Reptiles, sorry, on Instagram and I believe Facebook. There's nothing better than the smell of coffee in the morning, okay? There's also nothing better than the smell of reptiles in the morning. Psych. Reptiles with coffee. That's the smell you want. The strongest coffee, all right? We have it for you. Head on over to the description or go to coldbloodedcaffeine.com and use the code REPTILESWITH to get your Reptiles with Coffee today. If you want to support us, head on over to modernreptileshop.com or in the description where you can find our merch. And the best part is, is that a percent of the proceeds from the merch gets donated to conservation. One more time, that's modernreptileshop.com or head on over to the description. My name is David and I am Madball Pythons. Yes, he is. Uh, David has been on a couple times. He's a ball python breeder. We uh, hang out here. He is one of my uh, ball python mentors. He taught me how to uh, play with balls. Uh, but David has a message for us today. What's your message, David? Why are you upset? Why are you arguing with people online? <laughs> well, I was wondering, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I don't know. What message? What do you mean? Okay, 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 okay. Let's backtrack. So a couple, uh, I mean, almost like every podcast these days, we bring up like some of the current stuff that's going on with Morph Market. Uh, Morph Market gets bought by Darian. Uh, Darian's doing his job. He's raising awareness for Is Morph he? Market. <laughs> um, he's, you know, stirring the pot on social uh, and, and that kind of stuff. But you posted that you are now leaving Morph Market. You made a stance. You said, I'm leaving Morph Market. I'm making my own website. So what's the whole idea here? What's right. the problem, so, bro? So I see how uh, this might be t- taking a little out of content. Uh-huh. Just like anybody else, I have my own opinions. Yep. And, and simply my opinion uh-huh. is based on, you know, this guy, he came in and, you know, he was doing his thing. You know, he was promoting, he was promoting the site. He was doing real well. Uh-huh. Um, but just like everything else, you know, you got to do the bad shit in order to get the likes and the follows that you want, apparently. Define so, the bad shit. Dude, you, you know, you get involved in every fucking pothole you can find. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's like... People are raising a lot of concerns on how things are changing. He, you know, it's, it's, it's so much shit, honestly, that I don't even fucking, I really don't even have the mind capacity to fuck with this situation right now. But in reality, dude, it's not what it used to be. You know, I'm not going to sit here and fucking kiss his ass or anybody's ass for that matter. Okay. You know, when, when majority of the people that have been doing this for a minute you know we can't talk about the people that just got in that haven't been able to sell a a a, a snake or a lizard or anything on their own to a pet store or you know uh craigslist and shit like that you know for those people that are getting on morph market they're probably oh shit i sold something today i sold something the following week so the new people that are coming in you know they might be doing really well for us that we've actually had to hustle and move 
it's not going all that great. You know, could it be because of the saturation? Could it be because, you know, the market is bad right now? No, apparently not. Apparently everybody's making a killing and everybody is selling their asses off. They can't keep up with their shit. You know, the market is great. Money is moving. Yeah. Where, dude? So, For this is the thing. So, um, it's tough. I, I'm not going to lie. I do not enjoy, I do not enjoy the, hmm, how can I phrase this? I don't enjoy the drama on Facebook. I don't really like it. It's kind of, you know, my feed is blown up all the time. But what that does is add advertising to um, the website. I, I kind of get what he's trying to do here. Um, I don't have any, like, gripes personally with him. Neither um, do I. Yeah. Apparently, he fucking attacked me yesterday for <laughs> what? Because I just said, let me, I, I just want to yeah. clear something real quick. Yoshi. Yeah. For as long as we've known each other. Uh-huh. All bullshits aside, all differences aside, uh-huh. can you put a number out there of how long it's been that I've been communicating with you that I wanted to do this website thing? No, it's been a while, for sure. It's been a while. Way before him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way before him. Yeah. It's something that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just never found the time. I've never found the energy. I've never, you know, it has nothing to do with him. Ironically and coincidentally, uh-huh. my shit expired yesterday. And yeah. I didn't want to renew it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I fucking said, you know what? You know, I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's all it was to it. And then he comes and fucking attacks me on my shit. You know, you know, he says that he didn't attack. What was the comment that he deleted? He deleted a comment. He deleted something. Uh-huh. Apparently. Somebody told me that he deleted something. I don't know. I didn't really see it. I was actually working um, while all this shit was happening. So, um... But he came to my page after I said, you know what, fucking, I'm, you know, for those that follow me and that are always constantly asking me, you know, my morph marking link and stuff, uh-huh. you know, I went ahead and I put a post on my on my personal page. Hey, I'm, you know, not really. You can find me somewhere else. That's it. Yeah. You know, and this is what I'm going to be into. So if shit gets quiet, you guys know where I'm at, you know? Yeah. You know, for the 50, 60 fucking clients that I have that are fucking loyal to me, that's that's who I give a fuck about. Yeah. I don't care about anybody yeah. else. So, like I was saying before, like it's not a, like a personal thing with him. I do believe that uh, Morph Market, maybe back then, I enjoyed it a little bit more. When it first started, when I first joined, I enjoyed it a little more. It was more fruitful. Um, but there has been more trash uh, traffic, whether it's good or bad. I'm not sure. Uh, and I don't know if it's because of the advertisement. I don't know if it's because of like all the, the you know stirring the pot a little bit online. But something that I that I do. I mean, I haven't had personally any issues with Morph Market. I'm selling things pretty frequently. I'm getting a lot of inquiries. Um, I don't know if it's because the variety of animals that I sell um, or the type of project specifically that I have that maybe some people are interested in. Uh, but something that I do believe in that he is about. Um, is the future of the reptile hobby and the industry in the sense that, like, he's okay with losing people even if they have a big following if they are doing bad things, okay? Yeah, of course, my question is now what if, like, those big people that are doing bad things are running in the same circles as maybe him or something like that? That stuff I don't know. 
um, because I mean, in the end of the day, I don't know everybody's personal stuff, but I do believe that the the, the future of this hobby needs to be held at a better standard. And he also believes that in the conversations that I've had with him. It's he's tough. Not, he's not... Okay, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. But he's real quick to fucking make changes without fucking analyzing nothing. Gotcha. But the thing is, what, what I'm saying is tough is that he owns this platform. You get me? Like, we have no choice but to abide by his rules if we are on that platform. No, no we're not. And that's one of the reasons why... I fucking decided that I'm nope, not getting but, money. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because if he's you wanna, taking credit for all the work that we do. We're I the know, ones that are know, driving traffic to his shit. I know, but what what I'm saying is that if you want to be on Morph Market, you have to abide by his of rules. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the platform is a huge convenience. Yes. It is a huge convenience for those that don't know how to network, that don't know how to, you know... Develop, hustle, yeah, develop, develop own, yeah. or anything. It's a platform. It's a fucking phenomenal platform. Yeah, yeah. I think that, and it sucks because especially nowadays with how much the memberships are, they're pro- it's probably about like four hundred dollars a year for like the standard membership. I don't know. I paid double because I was paying monthly. Got you. Got so you. I paid double my membership. Got so you. So it's not even about the money. It's not even. It's not even how expensive yeah. it is. Well, the the point that I was trying to make was that like. Even if you are paying that four hundred dollars a year or whatever uh, through for your Morph Market account, you could. You, I think that you should still spend another four hundred dollars a year to have a little bit more brand identity and have your website, um, a place where people can really know about what it is your business is. Uh, if you have a business and you don't know how to run your own accounting, how, oh, there's money coming in from this account, that account, this account. You have one place where all of your money is, where you could print statements at the end, and you can go ahead and, hey, look, these are my ins and outs, my fees, my this, my that, all my, you know, give that to your accountant and stuff like that. So it's good to, you know, if you don't want to pay for, like, a QuickBooks or something like that, like, no, at least you have something like that. So regardless, like, not only do you get brand identity, but you get organization through a website, so, and you can drive your morph market sales to your website and it's less work for you in the sense of you're um, not taking you're not taking in uh, shipping information you're you know the person's filling that out for themselves you're not sending invoices you say you're sending a link hey you can purchase this directly there you can they you know they'll fill everything out you'll get their information for uh, for marketing and stuff like that you can go ahead and they they do all the the payments and stuff you know so you're you're pretty much set when you have your own website but the problem with having a website is that a lot of people, and I'm not trying to shit on your idea. I think that your idea is a beautiful idea. If you don't feel like you need Morph Market, don't fucking use Morph Market. You do well. You you do well with networking. When when I first met you, like, and we were still able to sell shit on Facebook and stuff like that, you were murdering. You know, like you, you I look, I looked up to you a lot at that time because I was like, damn, like, like people know him. He's no, he's no, uh, he's known. Uh, he's doing great with some of the the projects that he's working with. Um, now the problem with the website is if you are a person that's starting a website and you're expecting to get traffic from your website just because you have a website the unfortunate thing is that that does not work there are tools that that you need and i mean if you listen to this podcast i I talk about it a lot about what optimizing uh some of your keywords what are keywords these are things that i've talked about i'm actually doing another podcast uh that's going to be like a bonus thing uh, attached to this but it's only going to be on streaming platforms and that's going to be like a business podcast and we're talking a lot about this shit so the point that i'm trying to make now now that i'm going in some circles is that it's not as simple as just having a website you need to have an optimized website for it to do work for you organically. Correct. You got to run ads and stuff like that. It's, you know, but if you feel that you're able to network yourself enough, you're coming to 
these shows, you're doing the this, you're doing the that, and you're able to make your money without Morph Market. Fuck it. You don't need it. And maybe somebody, especially because there's a lot of people upset with it, maybe somebody comes out with a Morph Market competition. Who fucking knows? Uh, and maybe that does better. But now they also have the social media. The social media is attached to the Morph Market. It's, it's a lot that's going on. Again, like, it's been, it's, the changes have been fruitful for me. Yeah, there's a lot of drama on Facebook. I, sometimes I like the cheese sometimes I don't uh, but it's it's rough it's, it's rough definitely great to be informed dude but the thing is that it's not even informative anymore dude it's yeah. just straight up fucking bashing and then you got everybody jumping on the bandwagon taking advantage yeah. of the situation I don't, something it's, that, yeah. it's creating hatred yeah, yeah. in the community I don't like the dick suckers that shit there's a lot me. of fucking dick suckers for lack of a, a better term sorry kissers. and for what yeah, that's what it is ass kissers and for what yeah yeah, and, and it's like because you know? they want to be one with the person that has the power. And I think that that's cheesy. I think that, um, you know, and, and that's why, and it's like, like I say, I'm not like, I don't have anything wrong against Darian. He, you know, if I... I didn't either, bro, honestly. You know, to be honest with and you. And that's why I have no problem saying the things that I like and the things that I, I don't like. I love the fact that you were able to go on any one of these groups and just speak your mind and yeah. then nobody gets ass hurt. All of a sudden you get... And then you get an army behind you, you know, and then and then for what, you know, and you know what else you get? You get the sarcasm from certain fucking people. It's only sarcasm, which is why I don't think that he's funny at all, because he tells you the things yeah. thinking that he's well, being funny. And I'm not even saying him. I'm saying other people, other people that well, like support him and stuff like that. Then you get like the sarcasm, it, the snarkiness. No, they're, they're and not, it's like, it's oh, not sarcasm. Fuck, it's all fake. Yeah, it's all fake because they need something you're saying. Because they're thinking that they run with the men, that they're, they're gonna get somewhere. It's I all understand. fucking. It's yeah. a fake ass crowd. Yeah, and again, for me personally, this is not to shit to shit on Morph Market. Um, I I hope there's two things that I hope for with Morph Market, and I don't think one of them I got made fun of for, and it's just I don't think that they, these things will happen soon. But for me to drop my website, and I would consider dropping my website if I got these two things. Number one. Um, if I'm able to process payments through Morph Market, okay, but even that's not a reason to yet. But the second one is, is that if I'm able to do some branding on Morph Market, uh, keep a color scheme, keep similar fonts, stuff like that, so that way my brand is strong through my page. And it's not just as simple as like some of the changes that they made, like now you can add a banner. You know, um, it's cool, but the problem with the banner is that if you don't know how to optimize your banner, for example, if you don't know that the aspect ratios for a phone, tablet, and a desktop are different. It's completely different. Yeah, so the one that you make might not work for all three. Mm -hmm. You know, So that's difficult. That's not going to be for everybody. And that, in a sense, will probably make a lot of users' profiles ugly. You know, So I'd like to be a little more functional on Morph Market for me to completely drop that. I'm my pretty website. sure there's, in the future, I'm pretty sure it's something that you know, they might change and they might consider and they might add on. I think the I think that everything is fairly fresh. Yeah, I don't think that he gets enough credit, but I just think that if he just fucking steers clear of all the bullshit, uh -huh. I think that people could see so everything else. So then, what is what is your plan then for you going forward? Uh, for me personally, my business is is just you know go back to go you know. Go back to the good old days, bro, where you're out there marketing, connecting with people, and and just keeping a circle, dude. Is there anything, one last question, is there anything that Morph Market can do to either keep you on the platform or to get you back? I'm going to be 100% straight up. 
And when normally when people say that shit is bullshit. Be straight down. Be straight but, down. Whatever you but need to be. I'll be straight up. Um, the reason why I'm stepping away from Morph Market has nothing to do with all the bullshit because I made a choice of doing it for myself. The reason why I did it for myself is because I myself got comfortable on somebody else's platform and I depended on somebody else's platform in order for me to generate sales. It's no longer working for me. Okay. It's no longer generating sales. So therefore, I stepped away from posting. I stepped away from creating content. I stepped away from all these things because I got comfortable. Yeah. So therefore, I'm just taking a step back, reanalyzing everything, and then coming forward. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm going to step away forever. Like I said, the, plan, the, the, the platform has a lot of potential. Right now, it's going through a lot of hiccups. Right now, it's going through a lot of shit. And for somebody that has very little time to keep up with all that shit, I might as well, like I said, I might as well take control of what I can take control over. Yeah. You know? Um, I think that there's something like deep in what you said that is very important. It's about having identity. You know, you, you don't need to make your identity based on somebody else's business. And like, I think you do have a good point where it's like the platform wasn't benefiting you. You take a step back. Uh, you needed to focus on what you are, what you're trying to do to be able to rework your future and if that doesn't mean that it has to be on the platform it really doesn't and that is an important point like if it's not doing anything for you you don't have to pay the membership just because everybody's on it you don't have to support anybody just because everybody says you should support somebody it doesn't need to be like that you need to you know sometimes we need to have a little bit more identity and more confidence within ourselves and what we are doing um now on the other hand if the platform is doing something for you work on it uh, and i think that's that's that Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Paul. We are the owners of Four Real Reptiles, Four Real 3D, and Tomorrow Monday, which is basically breaking down to Four Real 3D. We do 3D printing, so we have some really cool uh, articulated 3D prints. Uh, we also do uh, reptiles. Now we're kind of getting back into it. We just okay. renewed our Venomous permit. So we have that back. We'll be adding Venomous back to the collection. But we just picked up this uh, Pastel Clown Het Desert Ghost uh, from Planet Pythons today. This Fire. will go in. Yes, yep. yes. Um, and the tomorrow's, Tomorrow Monday is something a little bit new. It's kind of a collaboration between my wife and myself. She does handcrafted jewelry, but we added sublimation. So oh, we nice. have this really cool LeBone James. Uh, the idea behind it yeah, is, yeah. is if you send us a picture of your dog, we'll do him on a cup with LeBone James, but yeah. this is a sublimated tumbler, so okay. kind of cool, you know, just something different to add to, bring into the shows for people, so we can do all kinds of neat stuff. You're sublimating shirts also? Yes. Yeah, cool, shirts, cool. hats, um, there's a ton of stuff. We're doing yeah. business cards, cool. um, so yeah, a lot of really cool stuff we have coming up. So. Are you doing tablecloths? Um, I can. It'll I might... be... Yeah, we, we can definitely yeah, talk. At least the, the, the runner. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I, I might hit you up for that. Okay. Yeah, perfect. so as far as, like, the people that are listening that don't know, so there's different kinds of ways to, like, print on fabric. There's, like, screen printing. People do, uh, like, a direct-to-garment, which is, like, just, like, a pretty much, like, literally a printer. Yes. Uh, there's sublimation. Then some people do, like, with their cricket and stuff like that, they'll do vinyl yep. on top. So that's cool. So what got you to be, like, to do these uh, 3D printed uh, So. Things? We started doing shows a little over two years ago, yep. and uh, we actually vended our first Kissimmee show with the legend. So um, <laughs> we got to give a shout out to the legend. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Soto, Serpentero Exotics, yes. the local legend. Absolutely. So 
we brought a bunch of reptiles and we sold those, but we had a handful of 3D prints because we had yeah. one printer. We sold out of the 3D prints and me and my son kind of looked at each other and said, hey, you know what? This These are the way easier to take care of. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just kind of spiraled from there. We have 10 printers running 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week at well, a $600 a month electric. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how hot does a room get? Um, honestly, it's not bad. It's it's anywhere from 80 to 82 uh-huh. with the printers running. It, it's not as bad as you would think okay. because they are, they are, they definitely do put off some heat. But yeah. again, it just doesn't seem to be as bad. So we keep them in the reptile room. Yeah. Um, I did have my venomous permit. I yeah. let it lapse out. We got rid of all of our stuff due yeah. to some regulation changes they were trying to push and yeah. they didn't go through. So we just renewed. Okay. So the spot that my Venomous was in, now my 3D printers are in. So we got to kind of move some stuff around and gotcha. kind of retool. But yeah, it just, we saw a need to have stuff here for kids that, you know, kind of parents are trying to keep them under control. And this is the best way to do it. Give yeah, them they don't have to and, buy the lizard yeah. they could buy. Yeah, I get yep. you. Yeah, so I've been pretty vocal about like how I feel some of like the vendors hold themselves. There's like, sometimes there's like some random vendors that I don't think like their products are reptile related. Yep. Um, but then I, I do, it's not that I don't think that there is a place for things like this in a mm-hmm. show like this. Absolutely. Um, when I did Daytona last year, I had my buddy that, um, when I first started doing reptiles, him and I partnered up when I was, I only bred turtles and tortoise when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to, he used to design like necklaces of like turtles and stuff like yep. that. Just like little random knickknacks. Yeah. And he used to do it out of resin and stuff like that. And that always used to bring people to the table. When we did Daytona last year, he came and he did the same thing. Necklaces, some pens and stuff like yep. that. And it was a way for people to just like come to the table and then check out the reptiles. Yeah. So I definitely think that there's a place for that, especially when they're reptile related and especially Dude, literally, if it's an axolotl. Yes. Everybody loves axolotls. So we carry, like this, I brought this one. This is one of our most popular, it's a crystal dragon. Um, We carry uh, crested geckos, gargoyle geckos, bearded dragons, leopard geckos, axolotls, ball pythons, rattlesnakes. Like, we try to keep it as geared towards reptiles because that's why everybody's here and that's what everybody loves. So, but we have a couple different mythical dragons that we kind of added to it. And I still think that that's like somewhat of a part of it. A big part of this is I also do design work. So when somebody comes in and says, hey, you know, I want a hanger for my cage. Can you do something? Yeah, I can do it. And it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you're not taking something to production and you just want something for a cage, a rock or something like that, that's 3D printed that has a water dish, yeah, that's yeah. easy to do. Cool. You cool. know, so we do all kinds of neat yeah, stuff. I, d- I definitely think that you should consider selling some kind of like reptile products. Yeah. 3D printed. Uh that's something so my friend that did the turtles and tortoise with me that did the necklaces he has a 3d printer yeah and we we have spoken about like maybe designing some hides designing some water bowls and stuff like that we never got around to it but i definitely think that there is like a place for those kinds of things especially along the lines of whenever you have all your reptiles displayed oh what kind of supplies do i need well we have these cheap options of 3d printed whatever like if you don't want this long term you could still buy something else but this is not going to break the bank yeah exactly exactly you know so and that's the most fun that's the best part about doing it is is it gives you the option to be creative Mm -hmm. and do whatever you really want to do and it, it is something that we've talked about we need to transition and fix what we're doing now and get a bigger space and add more printers to yeah. do that because our printers are maxed out at this point. So they run, like I said, 24-7 just to keep up with the show. Yeah, yeah. that's so, crazy. Yes. Like, what's the, the shelf life on one of those printers? Um, honestly, I don't know. I've had ours running for a couple of years, and, you know, with we replace consumable parts. Yeah. You know, he, uh, hot ends, 
um, nozzles, Bowden tubing. You know, we've had a couple boards yeah. go bad because of the heat, but we've adjusted for that and added extra fans to them, you know, yeah. just to kind of modify the printer to run better. So, Got you. You know, but over that, we've not had really any major problems, yeah. knock on wood. So. And then now, as far as, like, your reptile pro projects, so you're going to get back into Venomous, you're getting some ball pythons. Yep. Is there anything else that you're working so with or want to work, work with? We work with carpet pythons, um, ball pythons. My wife has boas. Um, and then we just have some odd stuff. My yeah. wife got a pair of bearded dragons. Okay. Um, so it's like which, a family thing. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, my daughter up in New York um, has... Uh, Redfoot tortoise. She has uh, gargoyle gecko. She has axolotls. Yeah. Uh, my other daughter has our redfoot tortoises in Georgia. You know, so we kind of keep a bunch of stuff. You yeah. know, and it, and it is more of a family thing. Yeah. We also got some Saharan sand boas at one of the last shows. So those are kind of cool. Yeah, something different. Yeah. Now, are you like trying to? Is it trying to transition to a full time thing, or just something that you guys are doing? It's fun. It's so, like a little small business kind of thing. I tell everybody the same thing. I have a fantastic job. I love where I work. What I do you mean, do? I, I'm a food safety specialist for oh, okay. a nutraceutical company. Okay. So I love what I do. I don't foresee myself in the near future leaving there. Mm -hmm. um, however, I would like my wife and Aiden to be able to stay home to do all this stuff. Understood. And then kind of keep it as a small business until it gets to the point where it's not small anymore. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. Um, are you keeping up with the Slither files? Yes. So I'm going to say this only because I keep things extremely transparent. I have purchased animals from Samson. Okay. Uh, probably 2019. 2018, 2019, we okay. went up and met with him in Baltimore at Repticon, and we picked up a couple Burmese pythons when CSP was still legal here, yep. and some retics. Some we picked up an adult male retic, some very nice stuff. Never had any issues with it. Um, do I know him personally? No. Gotcha. Uh, however, what I've seen is pretty bad. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know how anybody could do that. Cool, cool. So. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely tough. I have a big podcast that I have to do tomorrow night, which will come out like a week from this, and we're pretty much just going to go balls deep into that. It's yeah. going to be hefty, bro. You're going to be deep because <laughs> it looks like that hole goes pretty far. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. listen, up and until, years, apparently. Up until that video was, was shown with everything, yeah. I, I always just said, hey, there's two sides to every story, whatever. Yeah. But you really can't. There's no arguing those photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rough. None. It's yeah, rough. it is. It is very rough. Yeah. Well, so, tag yourself one more time. We'll get it going. So, Four Real Reptiles, Four Real 3D. Uh, tomorrow, Monday, check us out. We're at every Repticon show. If you need something, let us know. Hit us up. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks so much for listening. Go ahead and leave a comment down below and let us know what you thought about this episode. One more time, this podcast was brought to you by Repticon Reptile Shows, Premium Crickets, and Reptiles Express. We'll see you on the next one.